Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. We have an interesting problem. My wife is a nurse and I am a Garda. Bit cliche. And no, we didn't meet in Copperface Jacks. Anyway, we work a lot of different shifts and we appreciate it's not everybody else's problem that we sleep day and night, depending on our shifts. We just accept that our neighbour's kids are loud during the day and we get over it, as we can't ask kids to be quiet. But what we can't accept is incessant dog barking. Two of our neighbours have dogs. One goes to work and leaves the dog outside in the garden and it barks for most of the day and she also leaves it out at night all night long in its so-called kennel where it barks again. It barks at noisy traffic, it barks at kids and noises they make, it barks to get out of the house, it barks to get into the house um, and it also just barks regularly anyway to get fed, etc. The other one has a smaller dog but uh, and barks less but still equally annoying when it barks out the back garden at the local cats on the wall. There must be laws against this. I asked the lady who goes to work if she would consider leaving the dog indoors and she politely replied the dog needs fresh air and it would wreck the house if she left it inside as it gets excited and bored. That's a kind of bit of a contradiction anyway. I asked my wife if I should report her and uh, the dog's barking to the council and she said it's pointless and we will only make enemies of the neighbours. There must be something we can do as I know I'm legally entitled to peace under the law. And you are, by the way. The law says you are entitled to peace, by the way, from people bar- people's barking dogs and other such environmental problems. But anyway, on a side issue, he also says we also have a local cat that pees in our small garden all the time and the smell is foul. Why can't people with pets just control them? Any suggestions, Niall? Well, I don't have all the suggestions for you, but our listeners always have loads of suggestions. So I'm sure many people have had to deal with barking dogs and people who leave their dogs outside all day and all night. This person goes to work and leaves a dog outside. I don't know what sort of dog it is. I'm assuming it's a bigger dog because she talks about the, he talks about the smaller dog as well that barks and pisses him off. And then, of course, he, they, he throws it at the very end then, the mention of the cats. Cats which wander from garden to garden and piss in people's gardens. And yes, cat piss doesn't smell too good, particularly if you've got a small garden and it's pissing in the same place. So... The question really has to be about the dogs. Let's focus on the dogs. We'll come back to the cats in a few minutes, but maybe you have a a suggestion in relation to the cats too. The suggestion, by the way, I've always been told in relation to cats is if you get litre bottles, empty litre bottles, take off the labels and half fill them with water and leave them lying in the grass. That was the suggestion I was always told that worked cats because they don't like water and the reflection of the water, the sunlight on the water in the bottles makes them kind of a little bit frightened and they don't come into your garden. That's what I was always told. I don't know if it works or not. Back to the barking dogs. How do you deal with a problem with barking dogs? Incessantly barking next door to you. What do you say to the neighbour? Or do you report them? Do you report them? Because he said to his wife he wants to report them. The number is 087-188-008. How do you deal with the problem of barking dogs? That is not the answer, by the way. Somebody's just texted in, poison the dogs, problem solved. That is not the answer. Because that you don't take it out of the dog. It's not the dog's fault, generally. It's the human's fault. Hmm. It's the human's fault. They're the ones that are leaving the dogs outside. They're the ones who are frustrating their dogs for some reason and giving the dog a reason to bark. Somebody says, Nile for the dog ring, HSPCA, they will investigate the matter, says David. Hmm. 
I don't know. You're talking about the, is that the Department of Environment and the Council? And they'll investigate. I don't know whether they will. Uh, Niall, he is a guardie and she is a nurse. They have a good salary. My advice is change the windows on the house. Good suggestion. They have two decent jobs. Get triple glazing. Is that what you're trying to say to me? But yeah, but during the summer, they've got to keep the windows closed, haven't they? Is that fair? By the way, I did see a problem. I'm not going to get into it now. But somebody else mentioned to me about people having fires out the back garden on the summer nights. You know, these kind of open fire things. You know, the pit fire pits is what they call them. And there's people have no consideration for people who live around them with the smoke. that they have to keep everybody else that's closed their bloody windows. Anyway. Uh, Niall, ask him to speak to her once more. If nothing happens, we'll then give her an ultimatum. So what's the ultimatum that you give? If you don't do something about it, I will. I'll sort your dog out. Ah, I don't know about that. You can't do that either, can you? Or can you? Hi, Niall. I run a, a mega international environmental, a pest control company. We supply a strip for tops of walls and fences to prevent cats walking along the walls and fences and getting entry or gaining entry to the garden. Cheap and it works. Mick, Mick, I need to talk to you. We need to talk about that because people want to know how they stop cats coming into their gardens. And by the way, cats, you know, of course, you know, they are feral most of the time and they didn't, they, the feral cats tend to do The pedigree cats don't do that. Uh, David, you're an Ireland's classic kid. How are you doing, David? Hi, I'm good. And yourself? Good. David, how do we sort the problem out of dogs? Or cats, for that matter? Well, for the cat, I, I don't know. But uh, for the dog, I know that you can uh, contact HSPCA. Okay. And they, they will send the people to investigate. And if they estimate that the dog is left alone uh, too much, etc., they will then uh, take the matter uh, and deal with the owner of the dog. And I, can, I know that because um, I had myself a big dog and uh, who passed away, but... Uh, when I had my dog, he was outside, and uh, one day I got the HSPCA in my door. Okay, so you're getting, getting one report. <laughs> the HSPCA. Now, who are the HSPCA? I'm looking, trying to identify these uh, these letters. Oh, I know um, the DSPCA. Who's the HSPCA? Yes. Sorry, sorry, you're right. Uh, my, my mistake is, is um, I always... The DSPCA, okay. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. You're right. Sorry. Okay, so so in other words, if the DSPCA deem that it's neglect or cruel in any way, in other words, if the person is going to work and abandoning their dog and leaving it outside, they can investigate it from a cruelty and neglect point of view. Correct. Oh, okay, they I get you. Do, yeah. I yeah, get yeah. you. But what happens if they come out and they say, or well, that's if they do come out to you, and they say, well, we, it's just their, that's what they do. They leave their dog out, they go to work. There's nothing too cruel about it as long as they're looking after the dog. Well, I know they can take some action uh, okay. against uh, the owner of the dog um, to resolve the matter. Uh, I don't know exactly which one. Uh, I, I will be lying if I said exactly which one. But I know that they can take action against the owner to make sure the welfare of the dog. A dog who bark all day long out and left alone is yeah. not good for him. Yeah. He needs exercise, he needs uh, lo- lots of things. So if the, dog, if the owner does not provide, they can take action uh, and he can go even to court. Yeah, well, of course, yeah. So. And well, by the way, a dog will only bark if they're looking for something, you know, or they're frustrated yeah. or they're bored. They don't exactly. generally bark for, other re- for no reason. There's a reason why a dog well, is barking. A Nunapi dog, and apparently of what I understand of uh, the later you got, 
uh, that dog is barking because he doesn't get attention if he's left alone in a garden all day. If it's a big dog, he doesn't like it. What he needs is to go out, to walk, uh, maybe uh, half an hour uh, walk outside to make him uh, uh, kind of uh, tired and yeah. then he will not bark as much. Yeah, I, I get that. Yeah, okay. So you've got to give yeah. him something to do. Exactly. Yeah. And, you what? know, obviously this, this girl, he went to the girl who owns the bigger of the two dogs. Now, he said there is a smaller dog that's equally as annoying, but not as bad. But he did go to her and she said that she has to go to work and the dog can't be left in the house because the dog if is left in the house. It'll wreck the place. Well, in that case is as well as uh, the lady as to, uh, one, if she wants to dress the, the dog to make him obey that inside the house, it doesn't destroy everything. Okay, so in other words, the dog needs to be trained, yeah. Exactly. And then it's a full responsibility of her. I mean, you you don't take a dog if you cannot take care of him. Yeah, I mean, you know, you've, got a, you've got a really good point, David, because I, you know, if I was in a position whereby I was working all day and possibly living alone as this lady maybe does, I don't know, but I was working all day, I'm not going to buy a dog because I can't be there for it. Exactly. What's the point? I mean, it, a dog, a lot of people compare dogs to children. Yes. You don't do, you don't go to make kids if you know you will not be able to, to take look care after of them. Kids. Absolutely, yeah. Exactly. That would be irresponsible completely, yeah. Voila. Yeah, yeah. So, voilà. uh, did you say voila? Yes, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm French. So. I would have, David, I would have never guessed you were French. Never yeah. in a million years. <laughs> but uh, anyway, you, you get my point. I mean, Absolutely. it's the same type of things. A dog, uh, a dog is expensive and you need a lot of attention. And more your dog is big and more you need a special attention. I mean, a lot of people get big dogs, but they don't realize that besides that, uh, a big one will probably need three, four, maybe five times going out and uh, mm. walk at least half an hour. If you're not able to do that, uh, is no point. If your dog stay in a five square meter garden, uh, because I presume, I might presume wrong, but I presume that the garden she has is probably a five or six meters long by two, three meters wide. The, the dog gets bored. Of course. There's no chance yeah. it will make anything. And by the way, sorry, so, David, are you living in Ireland long? Uh, 21 years. Okay, because I was going to say, do the French care about their animals as much as the Irish? Because the Irish seems a little bit obsessed about their animals as well. You know what I mean? Well, in, uh, in France, uh, the people who get dogs usually have big, uh, big have gardens. House. Yeah, yes, yeah. Voilà. So they go. They have really big garden. Uh, you know, you, you wouldn't see them in the they, city in Paris as much. No. 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 Or tiny dogs. Yes, for apartments. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Tiny, little poodles tiny, and things. Ones. Little poodles uh, and things like that. Yeah. But the, the, <laughs> but the big dogs. Yes. In France, eighty percent of the people live in apartments, so they will have small dogs. The big one, you will find them in village and stuff like that. Yeah. And they are happy because they are out. There's a really a, a dog for the French. A dog have a purpose. If it's for go hunting or or um, we we don't really have a dog for companionship, really. Yeah. Like, like you can have in here. Okay, but so the they've, got, they've got a different approach or attitude in Ireland to dogs than France, of course. Yeah. Yes, 
I, I would have said yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, but stay, but stay there for a second because Leonard, you're in Ireland's classic kids. How you doing, Leonard? Not bad, Leonard. There you go. Not I mean, bad. David has a point. I mean, if you're not going to be there for the dog, you can't just dump it out the back garden all day. That's just irresponsible. No, 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 no. Get, get rid of the dog or let's get someone to look after him properly. Yeah, well, I would agree with you. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, so can't, what's can't this guy going to do? Dog, you can't leave a dog out the back parking all day driving neighbors, man. It's not just not fairly. Yeah, we did that in the 60s. We, we don't so, do that now. I explained in my text message. He should have another chat with her. Right? I know he spoke with her already. The neighbor, yeah. Yeah, have another chat with her. And then if he doesn't get any satisfaction, give her an ultimatum. And, what, and what's the ultimatum? Here you go. Yeah, but Leonard, what's the ultimatum? Yeah, tell her you want to report the situation to the court. Oh, report it, okay. the situation to someone who will do something about it. Yeah. So no, in other words, if you don't do something about it, I'm going to the DSPCA. Yeah. You know, she gave him the cold shoulder the first time he spoke to her. Like, she practically told him, like, there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. But there is something she can do about it. Yeah. You know, she's going to work early in the morning. That dog is out in the back all day long. All day. Probably runs out of water, probably runs out of food. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Dog is bored. You know, he's going to bark at the first cat he sees. He's going to bark at the birds coming into the back garden. Yeah. Someone has to do something about it, and it's her dog, so it's legally down to her to do something about it. And, I mean, I know they work shift rates, and they're sleeping during the day, and, you know, that's kind of their problem to some degree. But in but saying that, they're, they're, they're entitled to a bit of peace, aren't they? Legally, he is entitled to peace. Yeah. Why well, not? Mm-hmm. You know, he's entitled. No, this is a guard, as I said. Yeah. He should know the law more than me. Yeah. <laughs> so, by law, he's entitled to his peace. Well, he's entitled to not have a dog, you know, annoyingly barking all day. Correct. Yeah. Entitled, Yeah. You know, I know you can't stop a dog from barking 24-7, I'm not saying that. It's like having kids on the road early in the morning saying, you can't question them, you can't go tell them, like, your kids keep quiet, but you can talk to their parents. Yeah, I mean, do you, when we say we're entitled to a level of peace as well, she, she obviously leaves the dog out at night as well, because he said she leaves it in a kennel out at night. She clearly doesn't let the dog into the house really much at all. No, because what she said to the man was, if I leave the dog in, he'll get bored and he'll wreck the house. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it, it, I don't think, personally speaking, I don't think she should own a dog. No, <laughs> because she hasn't got the time for him. No, she doesn't have the time for it. I mean, there's no point having a dog and having to the back so you can look out the window at him. I mean, do you think the days of leaving a dog out the back, unless it's a huge dog like a Rottweiler, do you think the days of, and even then maybe keeping it in the house, do you think the days of leaving a dog out the back in a kennel are gone? Well, as you said, depending on the size of the dog, you know, and how well behaved the dog is. I, mean, I agree with a little dog here at home. And, like, he's up, he's up in the bed alongside you watching the TV. I know, yeah, yeah. Well, you know I'm I mean? in bed watching the, the TV. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, if you're on the couch, he'll go up on the couch alongside you with his blanket. And he'll, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, if you can't handle a dog, if you haven't got... Like, we had a dog years ago, I mean, I had to give him away because... But there are people who leave their dogs out the back garden, you know, even in the bad weather. I just, I don't get it, you know what I mean? Just not fair. Well, no, I, uh, may I? Yes, go, I, yes, I will, go uh, ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Davis. I, I will, uh, I will di- disagree with that now um, in a way that I had, uh, I had personally, my last dog was an Alaskan Malamut. Okay. And uh, so it's a really big dog, uh, like a Yuski, but in bigger. Yeah, and that that type of dog love to be outside. They leave. Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, but I didn't disagree with that fact. Yeah, yeah. What I said was, if the dog is big enough or too big to come close, well, and you will pay it for him, well and good. 
I'm not oh, saying that sorry. you. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that you can't bring your dog into the house. Or I'm just. What I'm saying is, it's not fair on the dog to be left up in the back twenty four seven. See, I, I think I think if you're going to own a Malamoose or an Akita or one of those bigger dogs, right, that, that kind of likes to spend time out of the back garden because they've got a lot of hair and everything else and they're used to it and that's what they're bred for, I think you've got to have a decent bit of land or a decent back garden. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Now, I exactly. mean, you, you don't keep it out of the back garden, as, you know, David mentioned earlier on, a two-by-five-meter garden, you know what I mean, a council estate. Exactly, yeah. You're you know, right. Or in any estate, for that matter, by the way, that's a small garden. I'm just picking on council estates. I'm just saying, you know, where you've got a lot of houses and small back gardens. You do, you just you buy a small dog if you live in a housing estate. If you live in a big yeah, house with a decent back garden, far away. Yeah, but no, listen, yeah. no matter if the dog is six foot tall or six inches tall, that dog has feelings. Like, that dog he has feelings, in. yeah. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't matter like what size it is. They have feelings. I mean, you can't just let a dog out the back 24-7 and look out the window and, and bring him all his bowl, bowl, bowl of water. Well, he, well, here's a text, right? And it says, I own a dog and he stays outdoors. He loves it and there is nothing wrong with it at all. I hate to hear these do-gooders giving out about leaving animals outside. Uh, they were made for the outdoors. No, they weren't. A pet, right. a pet a pet, oh, a pet. Right. Now, hang on. Let me be clear about this. Dogs were not made for anything. Dogs were created by human beings. They're domestic pets. We bred them originally from wolves, I believe, um, and we created them. So they weren't made for the outdoors. But no, in saying but that, some dogs adapt well to the outdoors. That's fair yeah, to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, some, dog, some dog are really for the outside. I mean, uh, uh, we, we are... Uh, it's like the Yuski, the Yuski, you see Husky, a lot yeah, of yeah. in Ireland. The, those dogs are not made to be inside the house uh, and pet all day long. They are made to live outside. Do you, think, do you think so? <laughs> Yes, He's not getting the point. He's not getting the point. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, but in fairness, if they are a husky, they're a dog that needs a lot of exercise too. They need to go for lots of walks. They need a lot of time and dedication to them. And you know, and if they want to live indoors on a cold night, I don't see the issue with that either, David. No, no, no. no. Unless you have a very big back garden and you know you've got a lot of stuff there, big kennels and things like that. Okay, but I, I tell you what, after the break, I do want to focus on that text. And people saying about the do-gooders, she says, I hate to hear you do-gooders giving out about leaving animals outside. They were made for the outdoors. Now, you're generalizing that statement. Not all dogs are made for the outdoors. The majority of dogs, actually, I wouldn't leave outdoors. I think it would be cruel. Maybe you think I'm wrong, by the way. But I, I just, maybe I'm one of your do-gooders that you're giving out about. I think it's cruel to leave a dog out the backyard. Now, if it's a dog, as David rightly said, that enjoys being outside... Uh, and seems to thrive on the outdoors, well, then it should be brought for a lot of walks. You need to have a bit of land to have it out the back, back garden. But if the dog wants to come in and it's cold, let it in. You know, you shouldn't be forced. You shouldn't be, the dog shouldn't be living outside your house. I, that, then don't bother having a dog if that's what you're going to do with your dog. If you don't give the dog the free run to be in your home because the dog is part of your family. That's just my view on it. And if you're going to leave your dog outdoors day and night, and you don't have a huge amount of land and facilities for your dog, i.e. a decent kennel with a heat lamp uh, during the winter, I think you're just being cruel to your dog. By the way, just to mention, as a self-confessed Carnation Street fan, which I have now become, yes, I've become a little obsessed with Carnation Street, as you all know at this stage. Tomorrow morning on The Breakfast Show, Jim MacDonald will be on. The actor Charlie Lawson, he'll be talking about the very controversial subject of his moustache. And why the curry bosses wouldn't let him shave it off, I believe. Anyway, 
he'll be talking to the guys tomorrow morning and also he'll be mentioning as well, uh, or well, he might give us a clue as to whether he'll be returning to the cobbles. So tomorrow morning, uh, don't miss that if you're a big fan of Coronation Street like myself, Jim MacDonald, better known, or should I say Charlie Lawson, better known as Jim MacDonald, will be on The Breakfast Show tomorrow morning. Now, where are we going? Where are we, where are we going? Oh yes, I have to play this bit of audio for you. Is this in relation to the dogs? Of course it is. Sorry, hi Niall, I'm driving there now. Um, really, they're both on good salaries. They can afford to take it to doggy daycare or they could have a dog walker in the area that would come and walk the dog for them. Um, we, we do it in Galway, um, you know, or you could have a neighbour who could let them take the dog for a walk. There's lots of things they can do. It's very cruel to have a dog left outside all day and all night. Sorry. Who's that on in the background? Is that me? They sound weird, don't they? Well, I've never heard myself, but there you go. Anyway, but it's not them that they don't own the dog, the guard and the nurse, by the way, when you talk about them having loads of money. It's a single person down the road that owns the dog who goes to work every day. Anyway, uh, Brendan, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Brendan? Niall, good afternoon. How are you? Now, I just see a picture in front of me here of three large dogs. That's your three Akitas. They'd be very large, yeah. Beautiful looking dogs, by the way, can I point out? Who's that tending to them? That'll be, um, at the present moment now, my wife. Okay. And she what's she grooming them there? There's two of them up on a box and the other one on the grass staring at the camera. Yeah. She, she's grooming They're them. They're all waiting for all waiting to be groomed, yeah. All right. Doing a, lo- doing a lovely job of them. Now, where do you keep them? You've got a decent-sized garden by the look of it there. Well, you see, I, I'm different. I have a huge place here in I have plenty of room for three big dogs to run around, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, do you think it's wise to keep a dog outside all day? Well, I mean, do they bark, by the way? My three. My three will bark only when uh, a strange car or a van or somebody walking past goes by. Right, okay. Other than, other than that, they sleep all day. They're beautiful dogs, by the way. Are they, I, they're, they're expensive at the now. Moment, at the present moment, the one lad's on the sofa, one's on the armchair, and one's on the floor here in the, in the, in the living room. So, they're allowed in the run of the house as well? Oh yeah, oh mine have to have the run of the house like it's. What, 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 do, you, week, what do you say to people house. who don't let their dogs in the house, who keep their dogs outside all the time? When they keep them outside the whole time. Yep. It's not fair. No. Like, would you like to be kept outside the whole time? No. Like, can you imagine last week? The oh, weather, oh um, God! The weather no. on the dog last week. Like, yeah. I had to go off here last week, and I bought three big sixteen-inch fans just for the house to keep the dogs cool. Yeah, because the dogs obviously feel the heat more than anybody else, particularly those dogs with the coat, a coat like that. Yeah, and they have a double coat as well to make it worse. And do they, do Akitas, now, do they shed naturally or do you have to st- strip them yourself? Oh, Niall, shed. They never stop. All oh, right, okay. They're only after getting their summer coat and in a few weeks' time, then probably the, the winter coat will start coming and will start shedding again. It's it's yes. crazy the amount uh, of hair. The there's some amount of hair on them, all right. Okay. It's cruel. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you they have the run of the house and, you know, and when they want to go to the back garden during the mild weather, they can go out. But during the, obviously, the stream heat or extreme cold, they they could they come into the house. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. I remember there a few years ago we had the bad snow. Yeah. Uh, the beast in the beast in the east. Yeah. I actually st- I actually slept on the couch for three or four nights and I kept the stove going just to keep my dogs warm. Ah. And I would not put them. I in thought the you were going to say you slept on the couch and the dogs took the bed. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, they would if they got the chance. <laughs> okay. I, there are, I mean, that person earlier on was saying, by the way, that you're a do-gooder because they text in and said people like you and like me who don't like to leave the dogs out all the time are do-gooders. But so what is this person who sent in the original email who has a problem with the assessing dog barking down the road? What are they going to do about it? 
all I can do is just confront the owner like, and, and have, have a good conversation. But basically, it sounds like the dog is just bored. Mm-hmm. That's what's wrong. Yeah, the dog, dog in, in they do opinion, need interaction dogs, you know what I mean? They do, with, both with humans and with other dogs. Yeah, and they need stimulation, you need things to throw for them and sticks to throw for them and walks and they need to be stimulated. Like, there, there's no point having, having a, a small garden for a big dog, it doesn't make sense. No. Because the dog is going to get bored and what will happen then is the dog will eventually just try and get an opportunity to get out. I mean, somebody just texted here, now you can answer this if you want to. Why are you, meaning you, by the way, Brandon, I don't think he's talking about me, comparing dogs to humans? Cause, because dogs, you said dogs, earlier on, dogs, we'd dogs get cold. Dogs as well, Niall, but you not agree with that one? Well, I completely agree with you. I'm just like the texture. Like, dogs said. can feel the heat the way we can. They can feel the cold the way we can. Mm-hmm. They can feel the hunger and everything the way we can. See, some people believe that dogs, like particularly like the, the likes of Akitas or Huskies, are made for the outdoors. They're, they're grand. They'd be fine out the back garden in the cold. No, I don't agree with that one bit. Mm-hmm. Now, having said that, when we did get the bad snow, when I let them out, they loved, they loved being out in the snow, running around, digging in the garden. Yeah. But then, they just, that's it, enough is enough, and then they come in then, and they just lay down and relax. I don't want to leave them out in the whole time. I, I never would. Well, stay there uh, just for a second. I think it's cruel now, to be honest with you. Yeah, okay, stay there for a second. Let me just go to Amy. Amy, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Amy? Hi, Niall, how are you? Good. Amy, is it cruel to leave a dog out the back garden all the time? Um, it definitely depends on what breed you've got. Um, I think big dogs that were originally back in the day bred for things like living outside with animals, they were the protectors of, like, you know, your livestock and stuff. They used to sleep outdoors all, the, all night because they're there to protect them from, like, wolves and stuff like that. There were dogs that are meant for sledding and for being out in the cold and, like, sleeping in the middle of nowhere you know, for overnight, well, they, you know, pulled sleds around the place. Yeah, you know, but there, there yeah, we, we, what you're doing now is you're saying that's what that breed is meant for. And I understand the point you're making in places where they pull sleds, you got husky dogs, but those dogs have adapted to that weather. You know, for example, Brendan's dogs, who are Akitas, um, and that's not, we, we don't breed Akitas to be living in, you know, uh, in Dublin outside someone's back garden because they're not adapted to it. They haven't adapted to that cold weather. They live in Dublin. Oh, I hundred percent. Or, or, or in Ireland, sorry, probably, in Ireland. I don't his know where dogs probably lives. have adapted. I'd say his dogs have fully adapted. Like, and probably the parents of those dogs and the dogs before have adapted to live in like more normal climates, like ours. Absolutely. But deep down at the like genetic level, they are still they still grow to the size they grow. They still grow their hair as thick as they do. Like, it's still in the DNA of that dog to be better suited. Like, those dogs are probably fine living indoors. My dogs sleep indoors. But also, at the same time, they would adapt a lot better in the cold than maybe a little Jack Russell Terrier. You know, they, they still adapt better. But that doesn't mean it's cruel that for maybe overnight in a, during the autumn or something like that, he leaves them outside or they sleep outside the odd time. Yeah. But I, I, like, I have three dogs, one of them being a working dog who would love to be outside 24 hours a day and actually gets really annoyed when it's left inside. Okay. But still sleeps inside because it's just, that's the way it's adapted now. Yeah, because that's just the way it's being raised to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, okay, so I, I know Brandon would disagree with you in some sense in relation to the the types of dogs. I, th- I think all dogs that are bred in Ireland, unfortunately, have adapted to Irish weather. Um, and if you're bred, obviously, in play, different places like Greenland or whatever, you would adapt to the weather over there. But, but Amy, in relation to this guy has the problem with a barking dog that's been left out all day because the guy goes to work and leaves the dog outside all day mm-hmm. and all night. I mean, what's the answer to that problem? 
Well, that, like, no matter where the dog sleeps, whether you prefer your dog to sleep inside or outside, if you have your dog outside, even just for the day, shouldn't be barking, especially in a house and say, like, my three dogs in a house and say, they start barking at the kids next door or, you know, banging against the wall or any sort of noise. But yeah. the minute we kind of hear it or if it goes on for more than a minute or two, we go out, we, we call them back in, we get them in or we tell them to shut up or something like that. You know, we try to control it, but they don't bark constantly 24 7 just out of boredom mm. and maybe it's because there's three of them they're all keeping each other company um and that they're only reacting to what they think is something like you know bothering their territory or something like that but like even if they start breaking in the house there's none of that it's the training they're her dog I, and that's and, and i train. agree with you and i think that that is the problem and the dogs are look they need stimulation they need to be exercised they need to you know to be fed properly or at regular times and they need their owners to be there every now and again to find out what's wrong with them but mm-hmm. in this case, the, no, the owner is not there. She's in work. So, yeah. and this guy is working shifts with his missus and they can't sleep because the dog is barking all day. So mm-hmm. what's the answer? Do you report well, them? I know, I know when we, whenever we knew we'd have to be away for maybe the full day for whatever, maybe it was work, maybe it was being away or something. If the dogs were, the dogs be left outside more for a case of, you know, they're outside, they can run around with each other, they can go to the toilet and that. But if we knew we were going to be away for a while, we'd always arrange for somebody that would have a key to kind of come in and be like, right, will you let them in then at this time for a little while? Or we're check gonna on, just check on them. We're going yeah. the first time in the morning, but can you let them out during the day? And that's kind of what, you know, control. like we can't stop them from barking then if we're not there and we didn't know they barked in the first place. But it's down to the training that we know, you know, if we go away for the day, they're probably more than likely not going to be barking the heads off each other. It's not just a case of one day. It's training for the dogs from the from the get-go, you know, when yeah. it's a puppy. But and, and again, I agree with everything. Should he report this woman if she's not willing to do anything about it? Because he's already tried to talk to her and she doesn't seem willing to do anything about it. Should he report her? I, uh, being uh, being the do. dog side of things, I'm like, I wouldn't want to be reported, I suppose. But, I'd, you know, he needs to have more than one chat with her and find out is she really just being irresponsible or, mm. you know... Brendan, would you report her a neighbour? That's a hard one to answer. Mm. But basically, the neighbour... I I mean, you're not not reporting the dog. It's not the dog's fault. Nobody's blaming the dog here. You know, it's it's the woman who's neglecting her duties as an owner. What's the outcome for the dog, if the dog doesn't... If she can't stop the dog, or they they can't stop the dog barking? Well, you're you're worried the outcome would be the DSPCA will take the dog off her for neglect? It's a possibility, or the dog would be just brought off and dumped somewhere, you know what I mean? But mm. I know the owner, I've heard of another case, uh, not too far away from where I'm living, that a dog wouldn't stop barking, and she ended up in trouble for, is it noise, nuisance? Yeah, noise, with the noise pollution, yeah. Something like that, yeah. Mm. There's an envir- there is environmental laws, yeah, around yeah. dog ownership, you know, and you have to be responsible for them. Well, the, the, the only other thing you can do is put an anti-bark collar on the dog. Mm. It doesn't look like she's going to be responsible enough to do anything like that, guys. Uh, I've got to go to a break. Uh, thanks for that, Amy and Brandon. Uh, that guy complaining about the barking dog, uh, he's a guard. It's uh, a big surprise. He hasn't taken matters into his own hand. Must be the only guard in the country that thinks he's not above the law. Ah, we just stop out of that. Most guards don't believe they're above the law. Some there. There are some guards out there who are complete and utter assholes, but most of them are perfectly fine. Unfortunately, we get drawn attention to the ones that are complete and utter assholes. Anyway, what would you do in that situation? And the other question, is it cruel to leave a dog outside? Is that a cruel thing to do? So he says, no, shall we take in the cows and the horses now? Come on, let's go to the local farm and bring the cows into our houses. 
A dog can survive outside. If you let dogs go, uh, they will survive. Just human thinking shite and thinking a dog can't survive. But now, you're wrong. Your Cats can survive on their own. They're independent. If you abandoned your dog because we've already raised them to be dependent on us, if you abandoned your dog, I don't think they will survive in the wild on their own. All right, just somebody sent me a picture there, Niall. I'm currently painting an indoor doghouse whilst listening to the dog subject. Ha <laughs> ha. Dogs are not made to be outside. They're part of the family. Mine is even getting his own room. Looks like a good little room you make it for your dog there. I would agree with you, by the way. Many people think I'm mad for agreeing with you, by the way. Also, Brendan, that was on earlier on, if you remember some time ago, we spoke to Brendan that he got the guards to stop his wife, you know, kind of fakish, and then proposed to her at the side of the road. Remember the video that went viral? And uh, we talked to Brendan at the time when he got married in April. So congratulations, Brendan. I meant to say to you when you were on the air. You know, Ashling just reminded me, and I do remember the story. Uh, let me go to Mary. Mary, you're in Ireland's Cross. Say hey, dear Mary. Hi, Niall. How are you? Good. Is it cruel to leave a dog outside? Yes, totally yeah. cruel. Um, my my little one is Trixie, she's a Tom, and my cousin calls her Pampered Princess. She comes everywhere with me in the car. Are you on a, Mary, are you on a speakerphone? Oh, I am, sorry. Yeah, can you take it off speaker because it's difficult to hear. Not really, but... Yeah, go on, <laughs> go on. <laughs> my cousin calls her the Pampered Princess. I bring her everywhere in the car. She sleeps in my bed, and I even had a birthday for her. I got a cake and cake my day with happy third birthday, Trixie. Candles, the whole works. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mary, your line is kind of difficult to hear. Yeah. And I, I'm I'm not really... In, I, I heard the Pampered Princess bit. That's what I heard. I didn't um, hear the rest of it, and I, I do apologise, but I, I can't, can't really hear you. Can you hear me now? No. It's, it's just muffled. I think it's uh, maybe... Uh, Ashley, I'll pick up the phone and have a chat with you there and see if you can be sorted out. Ashley, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Ashley? How's it going, Ian? Maybe it's my hearing, but I just didn't understand a word that Mary said. that I couldn't make out any of us. I'm sorry, I do apologise for her. Um, Ashley, uh, do you believe that it's okay to leave a dog outside? I really think it depends on the dog, and I'll tell you why. I have I've, I've five dogs myself. They're all rescues. They're all, well, bar one, they're all nurtures. Now, they wouldn't do well outside, especially in cold weather. But my mum has a lovely German Shepherd that they rescued before. And he is absolutely terrified of going in the house and actually into any building at all. He'll actually, he'll wet himself, he'll, he'll defecate. And where, did you, where just, did you get him from? He came from one of the rescues. Oh, right, so maybe he'd been, he'd been mistreated inside oh, a building. Definitely, yeah, definitely. Okay. Definitely. And right. like that dog would be traumatised if you brought him into the house. Right. So, you couldn't bring him into the house saying that that's the best place for him. Mm-hmm. It would be unfair. So again, I think it definitely decides. It just different dogs need different different Di- things. You different know? things that treated differently. I suppose you should yeah. know your own yeah. dog. But yeah, generally, generally speaking, I I've, I hear of people you know who build a little kennel out of the back garden and in the height of winter. And of course, last week that summer was particularly bad. Although that yeah. week of sunshine wasn't good for dogs either because good no, dogs are not good at handling heat. And they're leaving and them out dogs, all day. Like, my dogs love the heat because they're they're very thin skinned, you know. But even they were struggling last week with the heat. And yeah. um, I have one little greyhound there, and she she really struggled all week. Even at night time, she was crying at night time because she was just so hot, you know. Yeah. Um, so people I, are sending me pictures of their really dogs, by the way, here for the last twenty minutes. <laughs> people are so proud of their dogs. Somebody just sent me a picture of Gucci, her dog Gucci. <laughs> she obviously likes her designer stuff. 
<laughs> but I don't, I, I don't agree with a dog living outside full time with nobody ever going out to interact with it or anything. Like they're not, they're not meant to be there just to have in the back garden. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I get you. I if you're going to have one, you might as well spend time with it. There's no point. Well, I, I think so. Well, I mean, it's, and somebody mentioned earlier on, I think David, at the very start of this topic, David from France mentioned, you know, I mean, if you're going to buy a dog or you're going to own a dog, you should be able to look after it. And the idea yeah. that, oh, I have to go to work all day and leave the dog out the backyard and barking his brains out, that's not acceptable. You wouldn't do that with a child. And I'm not comparing a dog to a child, but I'm just saying, if you take on the responsibility of owning a dog, you need exactly. to take on that you responsibility. Yeah, you have to have other ideas like doggy daycare or a neighbour that can go and spend time with the dog. Yes. Or, like, I'm lucky enough where I work, I can bring my dog with me to work, so it's very handy. But, like, yeah, if you're going to have a dog, you have to have ways and means of spending time with the dog. I mean, somebody's given out there earlier on in one of the texts, I just happened to pass by it, and they said they live in an apartment and the landlord doesn't allow dogs and they think it's grossly unfair. And I, I don't think it's grossly unfair. That's an apartment block. The landlord doesn't allow it. It's his apartment. If you want to own a dog, I'm sorry, you're going to have to get yourself a house. That's just the way it is. Yeah, I, I agree with that a little bit. Yeah, I do have... Or get another apartment. apartment that does allow dogs. That's just... I'm yeah, sorry. And, yeah, yeah. Well, it depends on the dog as well. Like, I wouldn't advise anyone getting, like, a German Shepherd or a Border Collie and living in an apartment. No, no, no. Because dogs need huge, vast areas to, to exercise in. Yeah, get a little small dog if you want to get a dog for an apartment. Well, yeah, yeah. I have friends there now, they have two greyhounds living in their apartment and they're absolutely perfect because mm. they don't do anything. <laughs> right, okay, I'm sure they have been for a run every now and again. Listen, Ashley, thank you very much, or Ashling, sort of say, sorry. Thank you very much indeed and I appreciate you coming on the air today. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.